Hello everyone! Welcome to Mole Hill Mountain, episode 202. I'm Andrew Eisen. So, let's talk about sex and where babies come from. So last night, I watched a little Christmas movie on Netflix called Klaus, which is about the origins of Santa Claus. And uh, during the origin story, it's a perfect, it, it's predictable, but it's a sweet little movie, even though it's summer. It, it, it's also uh, got a really interesting look. Uh, all the characters are hand-drawn, but they're enhanced with uh, CG lighting and texture. It's a really interesting look. So, uh, the in the middle of the movie, we're learning the backstory of Sandy Claus here. And he says, My wife and I, Mrs. Claus, uh, retired to this island and we built a cabin and we were going to start a family here. And uh, we were so excited because we wanted kids. Lots of kids. So while we waited for the kids, I started making toys in anticipation of their arrival. And then we waited. And no kids. And then we waited more. And still no kids. And I, I just kept making toys. And after a while, had a, I had a whole house full of toys. But no kids. And I was watching this movie thinking, um, Santa, were you guys having sex at all? Like, at all? I, I mean, you do realize that's a necessary component to having kids, right? Because the way you tell the story, it sounds like you guys were just sitting there waiting for kids to be, like, delivered by a stork or something. I mean, your wife is dead now, so I, I'm, I, I feel bad about bringing that up, because if you didn't realize that and I bring it up now, oh, man, I, I think you'd feel really bad. Like, oh, my God. Why didn't someone tell me this before my wife died? We were just sitting there in the cabin waiting for kids and nothing ever happened. We, we had to be a bit pro, more proactive, you say? Well, shoot! Now, to be fair, my guess is the dialogue was written the way it is, the way it is in the film, to keep it family-friendly, to keep it PG or G or whatever the hell it's rated. But the way it's phrased, we waited and kept waiting, really honestly makes me question if uh, Santa understands biology at all. Like, um... Yeah, I, I don't require the script to get into the ooey-gooey details, but saying something along the lines of we tried to have kids, and we kept trying, but guts. That would have been fine, and I, I don't think that would have been <gasps> to even the most conservative viewers. Nevertheless, um, Santa grows old and dies alone. 
It's a good movie. I like it. Yeah. Check it out. What about Krampus? Uh, I saw... There's actually a couple Krampus movies. Uh, I, I saw the... The Krampus movie, which is made by a gentleman whose name I forget. And I've spoken to him before. And I doubt he remembers me. So uh, he's probably not going to be too upset. Uh, because I went to a premiere of uh, Trick or Treat. Uh, back in, in, in the day. And um, because it was in Hollywood, and I had to drive up the... Uh, was it the 101, the Hollywood Freeway? I was late, and I missed the first half an hour of the movie. Uh, somehow, I got the opportunity to go to a, a, another early screening. So I did. And gentleman who made the movie, whose name I fail to remember right now, um, actually recognized me from the first screening. So maybe he, maybe he would remember and be very... Uh, Put off that I, I can't remember his name. Uh, but uh, I did see Krampus. Um, did not get to talk to the, uh, the filmmaker about it, but I did see Krampus and thought it was okay. I really liked the visuals. I liked the design of the Krampus. But I was hoping for something a little bit more mean because Spoilers, everyone survives, kind of. I mean, they're all trapped in a hell of sorts at the end of the movie. It's it's open to interpretation. But none of them die. And it... I, I, w I, I was kind of... Uh, I, was, I was kind of um, upset by that. One of the first kills in the movie... Um, is there's an animate gingerbread man who uh, comes down the chimney on a very nasty-looking barbed chain with a hook on the end. And the child who likes to eat sees the gingerbread man on the end of the chain on which there is a hook. I'm like, oh, dude. Oh, dude, they're just going to hook that. He's going to go munching the gingerbread man, and he's going to be hooked by a fish and dragged up the chimney. Oh, this is going to be awesome! That's not what happened. The gingerbread man just, like, ties him up in the chain and drags him up the chimney. I was like, aww. Aww. Another kid gets eaten by a really gnarly-looking jack-in-the-box, which is wonderfully horrific. But... They're all just getting kidnapped, really. They're all fine-ish. Not a bad movie. I, I recommend it. I, there, there's a lot to like about the movie. Um, but, um... Yeah, uh, the, the moral of that story is uh, if you want to have kids, and I don't know why you would, um, because they're awful, and expensive, and time-consuming. Yeah, it's a, it. Mm. If you want to have kids, you gotta have sex, unless you adopt, or kidnap, <laughs> or grow them on trees, or stay childless like me. So, um, how is it to become famous? I have no idea. 
Uh, my 15 minutes of fame have long since expired. Uh, I made a video nearly a decade ago, and it did very well, and I, that got me a lot of attention, and I still have well over 11,000 subscribers, but n very few of them actually watch my videos. If you look at my videos, the majority of them have around 60 views. So, uh, I mean, I just, uh, the, the, video, the, the last two videos I released, the re debut review of Avatar and that little kitten video I put out today, uh, both of them got over a hundred views, which it's, I haven't had a video over a hundred views since my best songs of Gem Season 1 video in ju June, June, I think. So, yeah, my, 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 my time in the spotlight, such as it ever was, is long since passed. So, I have no idea how it is to become famous. All I know is uh, several dozen people seem to enjoy what I do, and that's good enough for me. If the 11,000 people who are subscribed to my channel but aren't watching my work aren't watching it because they don't care to watch it, that's fine. But if they're not watching it because YouTube isn't letting them know it's there, well, that's upsetting. Um... <clears throat> Uh, you ask because you want to become a YouTuber and you don't have all the stuff. Um, well, uh, all you really need is a camera and a microphone. That's about it. it depends exactly on what you want to post to YouTube. Um, I also have... Do, 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 just go on a trip here. So I have, uh, you can see a light up there. I have another one over on my TV. You can see it hanging off the bottom of the TV there. I have a camera and a uh, external microphone. Um, whoop, whoop, come on, come on, web camera, sit still. Uh, so that's some stuff you might consider getting. I also have uh, editing software, uh, but really uh, to start out, uh, a microphone, uh, camera and uh, even something as simple as Microsoft Movie Maker is good enough to start out with. Uh, if you want any advice, uh, make the audio as good as possible because I think most people are willing to put up with less than perfect uh, video, but when the audio is tinny or scratchy or hard to understand, that's when it becomes a problem. But uh, becoming famous or becoming successful on YouTube is equal part skill, well, maybe not equal part skill, but it's definitely part skill and part just dumb luck. Um, there are a lot of people on YouTube, so even if you're really, really, really good, no one may notice, because there's just a lot of stuff. So my advice would be do what you like. Uh, do what you have time for, do what you enjoy, and, you know, hopefully other people will enjoy it too. All of the videos I make are videos I make because I want to make them and I enjoy making them. Now, you can be cynical and chase the algorithm and that, and it, it depends on what your end goal is, and if you're looking to do YouTube as a career, that may be something you want to look into, but I have a career, not a great one, but I have a career. I 
I can pay rent, so that's nice. Um, and stock my fridge with food. And buy the occasional video game. When we're not in the middle of a friggin' pandemic. Um, but, uh, yeah. YouTube is uh, something I do on the side for fun. When I have something to say, I say it. Uh, when I have a fun idea for a video, I make it. And I'm fortunate enough to be in a position that I don't need to rely on YouTube revenue. I can afford to... I don't feel pressured to put out content. Even though I'm putting out more content right now than I have in the last couple of years. Uh, doing that mainly because it's one of the things I can do to help other people, even though it's a small bit of help and uh, not many people. You know, if I can give a couple people uh, ten minutes out of their day, give them a laugh or a giggle, uh, that's a small contribution to making the world a better place, but a uh, contribution nonetheless. So... Um, but, 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 but. So let's talk about uh, Mulan. I saw it when it came out in the theaters and was a cartoon. Saw the trailers for it, uh, the live action one, and uh, I thought, eh, you know, maybe I'll go see it because it looks very different. Uh, it's not hitting theaters, at least not in uh, the U.S. where I live. Instead, uh, it was announced on a conference call, earnings call, Disney shareholders call type thing, that Mulan would be pulling a Universal, or Disney rather, would be pulling a Universal with Mulan and putting it on VOD, uh, Video On Demand. So as many of you might recall, early in the pandemic, uh, Universal released a Trolls World Tour, The Hunt, and a couple other things uh, direct to streaming instead of releasing them in theaters. And it released them for $20. So you pay 20 bucks, you get to watch the movie, you have access to it, I think, for 24 hours. And uh, it, did, uh, it did very well, especially a Trolls World Tour. Um, now, uh, for those of you who've been watching this podcast... Uh, the last couple of months, you might recall me saying, well, I'm not paying $20 for a one movie. Forget it. And uh, I was reminded that not everyone lives alone like I do. So if you live with roommates or you live with family, if there's at least three people in your home, 20 bucks for one movie? That's not too bad. So Disney says, alright, Mulan, we are going to release it to streaming in the U.S., and it's going to be $30. Well, I'm not paying that, because I live alone. I'm not paying $30 for a movie. Any movie, ever, at all, period. That's, uh, for a family of three or four, that's still a fine price. Uh, our friend Zachary Knight, uh, he's got a big family. Uh, he and the missus have seven kids. That's nine people. So 30 bucks for one movie? That's a steal. But for me, it's a complete ripoff. Unfortunately, I, I, I don't know of a way that Disney could verify that I'm the only one here, so I should pay less. But there's an additional thing here. 
In addition to Mulan releasing for $30, it's releasing on Disney Plus for $30. A streaming service that you have to pay a subscription to access. So it doesn't cost $30. It costs at least $37. Because if you don't already own a subscription to, or rather pay a subscription to um, Disney Plus, it's seven bucks a month or seventy dollars a year. So, huh. So I snarked on Twitter earlier this week just saying, um, well, good luck with that. A couple of days later, a unnamed Disney rep was quoted by several outlets as saying, doop, doop, doop. Once purchased, Disney Plus subscribers will have continuous access to the film, Mulan, for as long as they remain subscribers to the service. Oh! Oh! Well, you didn't say that in the first place. So it's not a rental. You're actually purchasing the movie, and as long as your subscription... So it's kind of like like PS Plus and those, as long as you keep paying a subscription, you have access to the PlayStation Plus or Xbox Live Gold games, you know, those. Um, okay, well that makes the $30 pill a little bit easier to swallow. I still ain't swallowing it. Um, my guess, I have no evidence for this, but my guess is the original plan was it was a rental and Disney went, ooh, people aren't liking this. Oh, no, 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 you you get to own it as long as you keep paying the subscription. You're buying the movie. We know 30 bucks is a lot, but you get to own the movie and watch it as much as you want as long as you keep giving us money. So Disney wants you to give them money for the privilege of giving them money. And as long as you keep giving them money, you can continue to have access to the thing you gave them money f you gave them money to give them money for thanks disney i hope mulan is good and i feel bad for the myriad people who worked really hard on the movie and it's being dropped onto a streaming service for a lot of money instead of getting a, a wide theatrical release in uh, North America. Or at least the U.S. That's that's a bummer. I feel for you folks. I really do. And I'm sorry I'm I'm cheap to... The, I have a subscription to Disney Plus. I ain't paying $30 to watch Mulan. I'd like to see the movie. I would like to support all you fine folks who worked long and hard to make it. But I'm cheap. I could say frugal, but I'm cheap. So, I hope you eventually get a theatrical release. So, I'm rooting for you. Even if I'm not supporting you monetarily. Which probably means zero to you, but, you know, I'm in your corner. Oh, uh, let's see. What's going on in the chat? Uh, <clears throat> Godzilla vs. Kong. Uh, that's going streaming, I think, was announced at some point. 
Um, Mulan DLC for Disney streaming. <laughs> uh, Matthew says, same thing as the other VOD. It's still cheaper than a family of four. Uh, that's true, and, and that's something I have to specifically remind myself of, is not everybody lives alone. See, when I went to the theater, I went to Sunday matinee, so I was only paying seven bucks. So for me, a new movie in the theater is worth seven dollars. And even then, I, I, I kind of balk at the price. I'm like, yeah, well, when I was younger, it was three dollars. Um, but um, not everybody lives alone. Some people have families and roommates, and many people, when their brood or their clique or their crowd or whatever go out to the theater, they're spending a lot more than I am. You know, that you gotta get everyone's schedule together, you gotta pack up the car, you gotta get everyone... Oh, people dropping 50 bucks to go to the movies. So 30 bucks, 20 bucks, whatever, $37, uh, to have Mulan to entertain the entire family, for many, many people, that's probably an excellent deal. But for others who live alone, it is not. And sadly, as of right now, there's really no good way to mitigate that. So for single dudes like me, it's either pony it up, which I'm not going to do, or wait until it's just on Disney Plus for free, which I'm more than happy to do because there's plenty of stuff on Disney Plus and other services for me to watch. Heck, did you know that sometimes I watch my own videos? They're really good. You know, I I honestly feel kind of weird about that sometimes when I because sometimes I check out my some of my older work or you know when I'm editing a current video and sometimes I find myself laughing at my own stuff or you know patting myself on the back metaphorically and I'm like am I just vain <laughs> or is my stuff genuinely sometimes okay? Um, so that's 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 Mulan. Uh, what else are we going here? Uh, Scrungle, like me, seems to uh, is speculates that Disney probably changed the rent versus own thing for uh, Mulan after uh, very polite people like me uh, raised issues with the price on Twitter. I have a feeling that is the case because if it was meant to be a you own it thing in the first place. I find it hard to believe that Disney wouldn't have made that clear in the first great place. Granted, it wasn't a press release, it wasn't a public-facing announcement, it was something announced on, like, a earnings call, but still, my suspicion is it was meant to be a rental like all the other, like, like what Universal was doing with uh, Trolls World Tour and the Hunt and other stuff, and they went, oh man, pe people aren't liking this $30, uh, paying money to pay money to rent things. They, they're not liking that. No, no, you own it, as long as you keep paying us. That's that's better. Uh, whoops, let me move the mouse up, because it's blocking. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh. 
sorry, um, it's probably very interesting watching me uh, read the chat. Uh, David says I would rather choose Netflix instead of Disney Plus. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. What is Netflix cost? Uh, I think Disney Plus might be cheaper, but Disney Plus is also a lot more focus. Now, it, it is a fairly broad library of things. I mean, they've got Star Wars, they've got Marvel stuff, they've got Disney stuff, uh, they've got a lot of old cartoons uh, encompassing th those franchises. Uh, they've got a, a lot of interesting uh, documentaries and stuff. Um, they have, uh, I think, National Geographic stuff, they've got Simpsons stuff, so th there's there's a good number of things on there but uh netflix because it's not a specific brand it it is a brand that's bad phrasing uh it has netflix has a more eclectic selection of uh fare so i would not so unless you are just a monstrous disney fan if you could only afford one streaming service between the two yeah I'd probably go Netflix too, even though I think it's a little bit more expensive. I think Netflix is like ten bucks a month, and Disney's seven something. I, I don't know. Someone look it up and put it in the chat. I'm really not sure. Uh, let's see. Matthew says, "What are you gonna do in the back end of this when everything opens up?" But there will still be content drought. Though games managed to switch to WFH. Though games manage to switch to WFH and won't get hit as bad. I don't know what WFH is. Twelve to Disney Plus seven. Not following you, man. <laughs> Sorry. Um. Well, I. I don't know that I'll go. It's gonna be a while before I go back to a theater or a gym or in, or a restaurant. Um, but so by the time I'm actually willing to go back to public places, it the content drought will be over. But I mean, there's so much stuff to watch. I'm the type of guy. It's like, like. Hollywood or the movie, every movie industry across the world could literally stop for an entire year, could literally stop for five years, and I would not be that bothered by it because there's a hundred years of movies and I haven't seen most of them. So, yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's a bummer that a lot of the films I was looking forward to seeing... I, in fact, I did a five films I'm looking forward to at the, uh, the beginning of this year, and I saw a grand total of one of them. Um, and it was uh, Birds of Prey, which I quite liked. Uh, other films on that list were Ghostbusters, which was delayed till next year. Uh, uh, Promising Young Woman, which I have no idea what's going on with that movie. I figured they'd VOD that one, but uh, not so far as I've heard. Um, and, uh, oh, Wonder Woman, that, that got delayed. Uh, what else did I, was I anticipating? Um, I don't remember. Go watch my video. Uh, let's see. Um, 
Do I hate the coronavirus? Um, well, I, I mean... I hate that... Uh, I hate the results of it. I, I mean, that, that that's a fine distinction, but the virus itself is not intentional. I, I, I mean, it's not sentient. It's not doing something maliciously. I mean, it's, it, it's like hating a spider. And, and a spider has more intention than a, than a virus does. Virus is just a thing that does a thing, you know? I mean, it's, it's like, I, I don't know. I, I do hate what's going on because people are hurt and suffering. I never like that. So um, I'm pro anything that uh, mitigates that, which is uh, one of the reasons I've. Uh, and this does sound slight. I recognize that, but that's one of the reasons why I've upped my output and I'm doing. Uh, for for example, why I'm doing a Sunday stream. Uh, ever, uh, uh, why I started in April or so. I started doing a uh, video game stream every Sunday. Uh, mainly because I know a lot of people are stuck at home and uh, you know if I can have a part in uh, giving you guys a break and something fun to watch for a couple hours hey I'll take the time I'm out of my day for it so uh, let's see D -d 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 -d. everything will go back to normal I hope everything gets better than it was but uh, yes at some point uh, the uh, yeah, at some point we will not have to social distance, and all the other results. Uh, you know, we'll have a yeah. This this not all of us will survive it, but this situation will not last forever. But uh, I I try not to uh, look at things as oh we just need to go back to normal because. Normal is never great, so I, I'm always looking l how to make things better. You know, uh, I I fear a mentality of complacency. It's like, oh, just just get back to where I'm comfortable. Yeah, things still suck, especially for other people not as privileged as I. But I'm comfortable, so that status quo is okay for me. That's an easy trap, I think, for privileged peoples to fall into, and I do try not to. So, yeah, uh, the bad stuff won't last forever, but uh, I don't want to return to normal, because how things were has a big hand in how we got here in the first place. So if we go back to exactly how things were, then it's like we didn't learn anything, and we and history may just repeat itself again. So I, I mean, it's a slight distinction, and I don't think that's what you were implying in the first place. But um, I always try to look at it as uh, let's always move forward and strive to make things better for everybody. Uh, have I been keeping up with the trash fire that is the Avengers game? Oh yes, is that next on my list? That is next on my list. Let's talk about Avengers. Oh, God. Um, uh, Scrungle says, Game-breaking glitches, multiple bad reviews, boring-looking content. Bad reviews? It's not out yet. Oh, the beta? 
I've seen mixed reactions to the beta, so... But I haven't heard about game-breaking glitches, but I will say that the, the, the combat, with the exception of uh, Miss Marvel, um, the Kamala Khan version, uh, does look really bland and boring to me, too. Normal is subjective. It depends on the... Uh, says It says chaos... It depends on the context in which you're talking about. It, the context I'm talking about normal is um, how things specifically are at a particular point in time. So, things were normal in January. Let's go back to exactly the way it was in January. It's like, no, let's, let's, let's really not. Let's, let's, let's be better than we were in January. Uh, but, yeah, normal could be referring to a bunch of different things. But, anyway, let's talk about Avengers. So, there was a new War Table, or whatever they're calling their Nintendo Direct for the Avengers game. And I watched it. And they showed gameplay, which made me very happy. Um, uh, Game-breaking glitches, as in footage from Twitter showing the introduction cinematic, then the game just freezes and forces you to reboot. Dude. Um, well, I mean, it, it's still in beta. So, um, the game, I really like Kamala Khan. I like her design, I like her attitude, I like her animation, I like the way she fights. I generally don't like stretchy heroes, you know, like Plastic Man and such, but... Hot diggity dog. I really enjoy the way uh, Kamala Khan moves and fights. Everyone else, though, to me, bland as hell. The visual design is bland as hell. It does not look fun to play. To me. I've read some reviews that totally disagree with that. Um, but one of the big uh, uh, pieces of news that came out... Uh, Avengers is going to be... Uh, Already, it looks a bit too Destiny, or for my taste, with with the focus on loots, like having to grind the same mission missions over and over to try and get the nice random loot pieces. It's like, uh, and I play Monster Hunter, but th that's mm, something's rubbing me the wrong way about that. Uh, but they say, oh, we're going to keep supporting this game, and we're going to release Hawkeye uh, after launch, and then we're going to re keep releasing new characters and new scenarios and new thingy boppers. And it's like, okay, you're they're making me really unconfident and uncomfortable regarding this game. They're making me really want to just pump the brakes and wait and see what they're going to do with this thing. Um... So, hey, have you heard of this little superhero called Spider-Man? Yeah, it, that's a deep cut, I know. But um, Spider-Man is coming to one-third of the copies of uh, the, the game. So, um, that's not an exact ratio. But uh, Spider-Man, uh, Sony is not sharing its toys. So, uh, Spider-Man is only coming to the PlayStation versions of the game. Which means 60-70% of the copies of the game are going to be missing content. 
So you might reasonably, rightly ask, oh, 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 okay, so because the PC and Microsoft versions of the game are have less content, they are Spider-Man less, they're going to be cheaper, right? Because they're lacking content, so they're not going to cost as much, correct? No, it costs exactly the same. You are getting less content on the other platforms for the same price. Sorry. That's the way the ball bounces, the way the cookie crumbles. But you will, you will be happy to know that, um, whoops, stupid ads, go away, ad. That a Crystal Dynamics, uh, or no, where does he? He's, he's a studio co-head of Crystal Dynamics, Scott Amos. He was very clear on what's going on here. Uh, regarding Spider-Man exclusivity with the Sony uh, platforms. And here's what he had to say, okay? This is going to make you feel things. I don't know if it's going to make you feel better, like warm and fuzzy on the inside, but you'll definitely feel something after good old Scott. Good old Scott, he's got a way with words. So, let's... Let's see what his mouth produced. <clears throat> Says Scott. So, the beauty of Spider-Man and what Spider-Man represents as a character and as a world is, again, it comes back to the relationship with PlayStation and Marvel. We happen to be... Once you can execute and deliver, when it comes down to choices of where and what Spider-Man can be, that's a relationship question that PlayStation absolutely has the rights to. That, as you guys know, with Sony's ownership there and Marvel with Sony saying, hey, this is something we can do, this is something we can do on this platform. And so, what we do as creators is say, this is an opportunity that we can make something unique and fun and awesome that we all... You just talked about Black Widow, and to be able to have that experience. So, we love the idea of being able to bring this character to PlayStation players. But, I really do think people will look at this and say, Yeah, okay, we get that. We can understand the business behind that. But in general, we're making this game for everybody. Thank you, Scott. Thank you for that. I'm feeling things I don't know about you. <laughs> what an unenviable, unenviable position for Scott to be in. I actually... I can hear his pain through his words. <laughs> because honestly, I mean, what can you say? Sony realizes they can make more money this way. Or it thinks it can make more money this way. I I thought maybe Sony might say, hey, you know what we could do? We're just going to put Spider-Man on the uh, Sony versions of the game and we'll license the character to uh, Microsoft and everyone else to put in those versions of the game. That way, <gasps> more money and <gasps> we don't 
piss off like 60-70% of the gamers. Because, yeah, you will, do doing the exclusivity thing, you will probably sell a few more copies. Let me, let me put that completely generally. You almost assuredly will sell more copies than you would have otherwise. Because there will undoubtedly be gamers who would have bought it on the uh, Xbox and go, Oh, Spider-Man's only on the PlayStation? Well, I own a PlayStation also, so I'll, I'll buy it on there. So you will make a little bit more money doing it that way. But you definitely will piss a lot of people off. But I mean, isn't that what video games are all about? You know, gatekeeping, haves and have-nots, pissing people off. Yeah. 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 Uh, Scrungle says, I'm usually not the type to complain about graphics, but every character looks like they're made of plastic. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't like the the design of them. I, I like Kamala Khan. I think she looks great, but the rest of them... I've, I've pointed this out before. Like, you know that scene in uh, Spaceballs where they accidentally capture the stunt doubles? That's what these characters look like. Because it looks like a company trying to do the official imagery of the MCU but not having the rights to do it so kinda doesn't it's like when you see off-brand Mario or off-brand unlicensed Sonic characters you know exactly who that's supposed to be but it just looks really weird that's what the the movie characters look like Kamala Khan looks great because as a, she's not appeared in any of the MCU stuff yet. It's gonna be interesting. They're actually making a Miss Marvel show, so it'll be interesting to see what uh, what the actor who portrays her ends up looking like and how she compares to uh, how she's rendered in this game. I think they really should have just either gone ahead and just made a movie tie-in, just get the license rights. Maybe that was prohibitively expensive, understandably. But if that's the case just do your own style because it's kind of uncomfortable now um just do your own thing and i think that's why uh, kamala khan looks great because they didn't have to they could just do their own original design for her i mean they had to make her look like kamala khan you know she you know has dark hair and she wears the the dress thing with the lightning bolt on it. I mean, she she has a look, but uh, they they could uh, you know flex their creative muscles and do whatever they wanted with her, and it turned out great. I think. Oh, that's not the only Sony exclusivity stuff. Hey, hey, want to hear about some more? Let's hear about some more. Uh, this is from the PlayStation blog the next day after they announced the Spider-Man thing. Uh, quote, When it comes to cosmetics, PlayStation players will have 30-day exclusive access to a legendary outfit, legendary emote, epic takedown, and nameplate for each hero as they are released. This is also for the six launch heroes. 
In addition, we also have rewards for those with a PlayStation Plus subscription. For each superhero added to the game post-launch, Hawkeye included, all PS Plus members will receive a free bundle that contains a rare outfit, nameplate, and 100 credits to celebrate the addition of another Avenger to the roster! Ah! At launch, we'll have a bunch of... We'll have a free bundle for Miss Marvel available for PS Plus members to embiggen our love for Kamala. I see what you're doing there, but that's... Yeah, phrasing. So, I... Uh, yeah. 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 I haven't seen Scott say anything about that. But I hope he does. Because <laughs> I want to read it. Hi, Jordan. Yeah, I already talked about Mulan earlier in the uh, podcast, so. Uh, <laughs> You're hoping we can see the new mutants before 2050 at this point. Yeah, that thing's apparently been in the can for like three years or something, so. So, uh, there was some more PlayStation goodness this week. Yeah, we'll call it goodness. So there was a PlayStation Direct, whatever they're calling it, State of Play. Uh, that aired a couple days ago. And so I decided to spend my lunch break giving it a watch. So let's go through it real quick. Crash Bandicoot 4. It's about time. Nice subtitle. I like that. I've never liked Crash Bandicoot, the character, or the game. I don't think they're fun. But I'm in the minority on that one. A lot of people really love them. And this looks like a game that fans of Crash Bandicoot will really like. Now, I, I really do like the uh, new game plus mode kind of thing they're doing, where they're, instead of doing the typical, oh, we're just doing a time trial, or oh, we're doing a mirror mode, they're, like, changing the style of the levels. Uh, like, one's got weird neon highlights and one's in black and white and one like uh cranks the frame rate the the fr uh the the speed up a little bit to make it look like a uh an old motion picture that's cool i like that still have no interest in playing it though but looks nice and uh the presentation showed even if i was unfamiliar with the ip the presentation did a nice job of showing me exactly what the game is and that's all i ask out of these things so good job oh uh, they did mention that there are costumes in this game, and they were bragging that uh, the costumes in the game are unlocked through playing the game via playing the game, um, rather than you know you know paying for them via paid DLC. You get no cookies for that. I'm I'm not praising you for not price gouging us. I'm not praising you for taking content out of the game that used to be in the game and selling it to me later. Because I'm an old gamer. Alternate costumes and stuff have always been included in the game that we pay for. And they were unlocked by playing the game that we paid for. So, later, when you could because you could, you said, you know what? Why do that 
when instead of playing the game to unlock special things like alternate costumes, we could just sell it to them on the side. More money. You don't get to brag when you stop doing that shit. I mean, I'm glad you aren't doing that shit, but you don't get a gold star for it. No one's impressed by stepping over the bar that's laying on the floor. Nay, is embedded six feet under the ground. I have feelings about this. Uh, so next, uh, Hitman 3 has a VR mode. They didn't show much, but probably because it would be kind of disturbing to watch someone strangle someone in first person. Maybe. I don't know. But whatever, it's Hitman. I know, I know how it plays. They showed a little bit. Better nothing. Uh, Braid HD is coming out. Looks nice. Has a developer's commentary. I love that stuff. Unfortunately, I didn't care for the original Braid, so uh, probably not going to care for the remake or the HD version. Uh, again, I'm in the minority on that one. Most people really liked Braid. <clears throat> the Pathless. Um, at first, I thought this was uh, Journey just with more interesting movement mechanics, but it uh, looks like there's actually a game there. Um, this was their first PS5 game that they showed, which is an odd choice as the first PS5 game they're going to show, because it's a clean-looking game, but there's really nothing about it that says, Ooh, next-gen. So, odd choice, Sony. Uh, Spelunky 2, it's more Spelunky. Do you like Spelunky? You'll probably like Spelunky 2. Looks to uh, mix things up and add enough new stuff to justify a new game. So, yay. Genshin Impact. Um, they showed gameplay. Bunch of anime kids adventuring in a uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild looking world presentation could have been better. It was not terribly clear how it plays. I don't know if you choose a person, or if you have a team of people, or if it's like an MMO. Don't really know. Aeon must die. Uh, it has one of the worst title treatments I've ever seen. Seriously, it's uh, almost unreadable. They should probably rethink that one. But it, uh, I think it's a side-scrolling beat-em-up of some kind, and has a nice distinctive visual style, so... Cool. Cool. Um, Anno Mutation M. I might think about retitling that, because no one's going to remember that. But uh, it has an interesting combination of uh, 3D and pixel art styles. Uh, didn't really show enough to make the gameplay interesting. Uh, wander around and smack the things that are trying to kill you, but it's visually memorable, so that's the, you know, point in its favor. Uh, bug Snacks! I don't know, it looks like they're going a little Pokemon Snap-ish, which, there there could be worse things to do, you could do. There are worse things you could do! Uh, Grease. Um... But this is also another PS5 game, which isn't really doing much to sell, well, I guess, me on the PS5. It's like, really? this that, That's what you need the PS5 for? Huh. Not seeing it. Vader Immortal, VR Star Wars game where you play a Force user. Uh, 
The game looks really, really slow, probably because you're not a Jedi. Uh, so the presentation was done with like really quick cuts, like none of the cuts were much longer than a second. I think they were trying to jazz up the presentation to make it look like the characters moving like we know, like we're used to Jedi moving on screen. Because, you know, <laughs> seeing you do that, hmm. Yeah, that, hmm. I don't know if that's going to be any good, but, uh, yeah. So it looks like there's some DLC for Control. Did you like Control? Looks like this is more of that. Did you not like Control? Probably not going to do anything for you. Control doesn't interest me for some reason. I, I don't know why. It's just not grabbing me. So that's not doing anything for me. Auto Chess. Doesn't look like chess, but whatever. Not a great trailer. Um, you know Hearthstone, the uh, that card battle game? Imagine one minute of uncommentated quick cut footage of a Hearthstone match. I mean, it's visually flashy, but uh, would you have any idea how the hell that game plays? I mean, you go, okay, it's a card battler game of some sort? That was pretty much auto chess. I'm like, well, it's visually flashy. I'm not really sure how it's played, though. The Pedestrian. It's a puzzle game. It's been out for a while. Fairly unique, uh, interesting visual hook, and uh, the presentation did a nice job communicating how it plays, so kudos. Hood, Outlaws and Legends. Uh, barely any gameplay, but the uh, five or so seconds of quick cuts that it did show um, didn't convince me uh, to shell out hundreds of dollars for a new console, so fail. Yep, once again, this is a PS5 game, and most of the presentation was pre-rendered crap, and then just about five seconds of footage, which didn't really look like it needed a new console, so what are you doing, Sony? Do you want to sell this thing or not? Mm. Temtem! Another PS5 games game, and one that, granted, Temtem has been generally, as far as I hear, well-received as an early access title, but uh, it's a Pokemon-alike. Again, th 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 this is what you're using to sell the PS5? Eh, eh. And finally, Godfall! Now, um, my first thought was, well, this doesn't look good at all, but uh, the stream was smushing the visuals, so I, I don't know if it looks next-gen or not, but uh, I'm not feeling the combat, and I'm not feeling the visual style. It looks dull and boring to me. So, um, Sony, to me, for me, rather, has a lot of work to do. It's got an uphill battle to convince me that I need to drop a few hundred bones on a new console this year. Because the games it showed off for it so far, I'm like, yeah, not only am I not really interested in those games, it doesn't, I would be, it looks like they'd be just fine on the PS4. So, let's see what uh, we're talking about here. Uh, Jordan wants a Spyro sequel. Uh, Scrungle's really looking li like in the uh, new Crash game. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not into Crash, but it does look like, it looks like good Crash. Um, uh, Hitman in VR, don't give me that power. Yeah, I will kill all my targets using silly weapons. Yes, can you still throw the briefcase at people in VR? That's the important thing. Um... 
Uh, Chaos mentions a story that I did read about the devs for Aeon Must Die quitting over crunch and no pay. Yeah, I read that. There was also, I rem don't remember if it was this game or a different one where someone was saying Sony or someone stole their game somehow. I read a couple news articles about it and couldn't really piece together exactly what was being claimed, so not really prepared to uh, talk about that one. David Gonzalez says Resident Evil 8. Uh, Definitely looking forward to Resident Evil 8. Love my Resident Evil. But, um... But, um... <clears throat> uh, we haven't seen much of gameplay. They showed it in the last presentation, and, uh... Intriguing. Would like to see some gameplay. But uh, it wasn't part of this presentation, so... Scrungle says the whole crunch versus no crunch stuff on Twitter is stupid. I... Yes, that, that that seems like, um, I'm not sure what the argument is, but uh, the obvious answer is no crunch. That that seems pretty, I, I don't know why people would be arguing for crunch, unless they're people who are like, I don't care how many people you break, I don't care how people suffer, I want my toys and I want them now. Well, up yours. Uh, nothing wrong with overtime, overtime is fine. But uh, if you repeatedly need to crunch your employees and burn them out and give them problems, all kinds of problems, like health problems and mental health problems and physical health problems, you are a bad manager. So, um, yeah, don't, don't, don't crunch people. Again, overtime. Pay people. I work overtime sometimes. Sometimes you know, sometimes stuff happens and you need to work overtime. It's okay. Overtime's not inherently a bad thing, but crunch the way the at least the game industry does it. Yeah, especially when they brag about it. Who, who I forget which company it was. It's like, oh, it's crunch is the secret sauce, the magic that makes it happen. No, stop it. You know, pay your employees and and manage your time better. Because you're hurting people. Don't do that. I love me my video games, but they're not worth other people getting hurt over. So stop it. I have spoken. Uh, let's see. I would... Oop, my mouse cursor's in the way again. Jordan says, I'd feel triumphant and proud to unlock secrets or unlockables when I was a kid. Now in my adult age, uh, I give my debit card number and it doesn't have the same feeling of achievement. <laughs> that's good point, Jordan. Yeah, that's, that's very true. Uh, David asks, what do I think about Resident Evil 7? I quite liked Resident Evil 7, so I'm certainly not put off to see another entry in first person. Um, I am... When they announced that Ethan Hunt... Ethan Winter, I don't know, Ethan, whatever his name is from Resident Evil 7, was once again the protagonist of Resident Evil 8. My, I, I'm not bothered, but I was like, why? Just, why? I mean, why? His story's over. No one cared, well, I don't care about Ethan. He's the blandest, most boring, most faceless person, character in all of Resident Evil. Probably on purpose, because it's a first-person character. Which means that's probably why they're using him, because he's faceless and bland and boring, so he can be you? I don't know. But I really quite liked Resident Evil 7. I, 
I have my nitpicks, of course. I nitpick everything. But uh, overall, I, I quite enjoyed it. Uh, I think it had some really great um, uh, DLC, too. Which, I waited a year or so, and I bought the, I don't know, Gold Edition, whatever it's called. So I got the entire package for less than they were charging for the base game originally. For like $30, I bought Resident Evil 7 Gold, and I got all of the DLC. And you know what? The DLC was really good. I really liked the... Um, Zoe must die? No, Zoe's end. It's about her butt. Um, you play the you play Zoe's uncle Frank or something who who's like, I'm a I'ma save Zoe and he, he just punches just punches all the zombie monsters. It's great. Literally just fist fights everything. It's like a combination of Resident Evil and Punch Out, it's wonderful. Uh Scrungle says Gwent is greater than Hearthstone. Okay. Um, Chaos says, seems like next gen should wait a year or two. I have yet to see any... Uh, granted, they've not really shown much, um, but nothing I have seen that's purportedly a next gen game has done much to really impress me. Now... I'm one of those people... You know, I'll get a next gen system at some point, and... Um, even if I wasn't budgeting due to financial uncertainty thanks to the pandemic, I probably wouldn't be buying most games right now anyway, like uh, Resident Evil 3, Doom Eternal, Ghost of Tsushima, stuff like that, because I have a pretty good suspicion that all of those games that are coming out now and have come out in the past mm, four or five months, if I'm patient, there's going to be a next-gen release of that game, and it's going to look better, it's probably going to run better, and it's probably going to include all of the DLC. Like, I imagine that, uh, you know, Doom Eternal, they, they just uh, announced their, their first DLC Part 1 thing. I imagine Doom Eternal next-gen is probably just going to include that. I could be wrong, but there's a good bet that a good number of these games are going to have PS5, Xbox Series X versions, and um, they'll probably be cheaper, or include more content, or be just better versions of the game. So, um, I'll wait. Deep, deep, deep. Uh, on Twitter, people were showing off Oh, The Last of Us 2 saying Crunch, then showing a different game like Animal Crossing and said no Crunch. Um, well, that's... That's... callous, uh, for one. It's also phenomenally stupid, because those are two completely different games with, dis with completely different intentions and artistic styles and visions. You know, I mean, my, my lovely viewers, picture in your heads, if you will, what Animal Crossing would look like if Nintendo said, all right, all y'all Animal Crossing developers, y'all are going to sleep here for the next six months.
and they do and they have nervous breakdowns and some of them lose an unhealthy amount of weight and many of them get sick many of them burn out leave the industry altogether now imagine what that version of Animal Crossing looks like oh does it look so much more amazing are the textures crisper are the polygon counts higher no because Animal Crossing looks like exactly what it was intended to look like also The Last of Us 2 doesn't need crunch to look the way it does it might have needed more time without the crunch but because I'm not a callous asshole who's incredibly self-centered I would be happy to wait another year uh, for The Last of Us 2. In fact that's exactly what I'm doing now because I figure Last of Us 2 will probably be on the PlayStation 5 so why buy it now other than you know financial uncertainty so yeah that's yeah I don't agree with that that's that's as I mentioned that that's both callous and just phenomenally stupid um, also Animal Crossing sold what 23 million copies now gr granted it's been out a little bit longer than The Last of Us 2 but I'm thinking that The Last of Us 2 is not going to quite reach that milestone oh it's gonna sell great it is selling great great game I guess I don't know I haven't played it but um, yeah uh, Animal Crossing the hell's the name of the game Animal Crossing New Horizons that's what it's called yeah something like 23 million copies and the game came out in like April it's amazing so um, <clears throat> you could also go uh, you know look at the sales numbers you know I, I, let's pretend last of us two had four million or something crunch no crunch that's also stupid but anyway uh, Animal Crossing has sold 22 plus million just since March okay uh, Ghost of Tsushima outsold uh, last of us two in three days uh, Nintendo doesn't believe in crunch maybe the only major dev that doesn't so far as I know th Nintendo doesn't do that yeah Nintendo at the very least gives the perception of being much kinder to its employees than most other companies of uh, game companies of its size uh, of course we all remember the story where uh, Nintendo uh, wasn't doing as well financially some years back and Iwata uh, and several of the upper management took pay cuts so they didn't have to fire people because the purported ethos at Nintendo is let's if our employees are not worried about <laughs> whether they're gonna have a job or not they're going to be happier and better at their jobs and yeah that tracks so now I have I have no idea uh, how much of that perception is actually true uh, that Nintendo doesn't do crunch doesn't mistreat its employees blah 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 I hope it's true and I hope the rest of the uh, game world uh, follows suit yeah. uh, 
uh, Scrungle says Valve. Oh, well, Valve doesn't make video games. So <laughs> I mean, they, they've, they've been working on one game for the last 15 years. So, uh, yeah, they take all the time they want. Nah. Uh, Valve employees can just move to other projects whenever, which explains why they take so long to make games. Okay, yeah. Uh, Chaos says Animal Crossing has outsold every PS4 exclusive, has also sold outsold the entire Metroid franchise combined. That's kind of the sad thing about uh, Metroid is it's... It, as storied as it is, kind of a niche uh, IP, none of them have ever really sold that well, you know? I mean, they've sold well, but they've never sold that well, you know? Um, still, um, hopefully uh, Metroid Prime 4 will be great when, whenever that comes out. So, that's... Uh, a gulpy gulp. That's all I have to talk about tonight. Um, I may make another, uh, I had an extra video today. I uh, took a phone call while I was out on a run and a uh, cat attacked my shoes. So I took a, there's a quick 30 second video on my YouTube channel of a cute kitty eating my shoes. Enjoy that. Uh, I may make another video tomorrow. Um, we'll see. Uh, tomorrow we're also doing another game stream, so, uh, I'm going to be playing, uh, oh gosh, let me make sure I get the title right. The Legend of Heroes, Trails in the Sky. Uh, which I, for the longest time, I guess was just not looking closely and thought it was, uh, Trials in the Sky. No, it's Trails. I don't know what kind of trails there are up in the sky, I don't know if they have airplanes, uh, but, uh, so... Gonna gonna play RP. Gonna get our RPG on tomorrow. Um, this may be a mistake because RPGs can start very slow. It's entirely possible that I stream the game for three hours and never leave the first town. Like, it's entirely possible <laughs> that we're still in tutorial land after three hours. Uh, so. We'll see what happens, but uh, it's, a, it's a game series that uh, uh, was gifted to me by Brian, one of my lovely viewers. Thank you, Brian. And um, it's one I've heard of, uh, I've been aware of for years and always wanted to give a go, so I'm excited to uh, try it. So join me tomorrow, Sunday, noon Pacific Standard Time, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll play a little RPG. So, uh, until then, uh, have an, a pleasant evening, everyone. Stay safe, and I'll see you another time. Bye-bye.